Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. NHL playoffs are with us. They begin on Saturday. What are the Lightning's chances to give Stanley a tan? And does being swept by Columbus more than a year ago even matter now? We'll discuss all that and more with Tom Jones, my former radio partner, longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Okay, just a little programming note. You want to make sure you're on hand for tomorrow's podcast and check out my interview with John Franklin. And you can also read the story on TampaBay.com. He played quarterback for Florida State, East Mississippi Community College, Auburn, and Florida Atlantic. That was his college career, was signed as an undrafted free agent as a defensive back, something he never played uh, for the Chicago Bears, and is now trying to make it as a wide receiver with the Bucks. The star, the star of Last Chance You. Remember that Netflix series? Well, he's going to join me on tomorrow's podcast as he talks about overcoming odds in life and in football. All right, Tom Jones joins us now, and Tommy, uh, it looks like, it feels like that there's going to be, and there already has been, some NHL hockey. We are getting closer to the time when the Tampa Bay Lightning will, you know, play their round-robin games, and then it's all into the playoffs. So, I'm, I mean, I think the bubble concept, we talked about this the other day, I think they're going to be okay uh, doing it the way they're doing it. Uh, do, you, do you have any sense, is there any expectation or should there be any expectation that the teams that were good during the regular season, which seems 100 years ago, are going to be good in, in this situation where they've, they've had to come back now after being off for so long, uh, skate for a couple of weeks, and then boom, sort of right into what amounts to a tournament? I think so. The problem for me, Rick, is I I mentioned this one other time. I don't remember who's good. I remember <laughs> I, the long. Lightning's good. I remember that. But if I'll you help had, you out. I'll help you out. Pittsburgh's really good. Pittsburgh's good. Boston's, Boston's good. pretty good. Toronto's good. But Washington. if you told me in the West, yeah, the team to beat is the Predators. I'd be like, oh, I believe that. But if you also told me like, yeah, they're missing the playoffs. You didn't know. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So, uh, I look. I, I think the Lightning has got to be one of the favorites. I mean, we saw, for the same reasons that they were such a good team before, I actually think, Rick, this idea of um, this this bubble and there's going to be less media, because I don't know that there's a team with more pressure on it than a Tampa Bay Lightning after what happened last year. when they. But that the- seemed, let me ask you this, because I, I, I'm glad you brought that up, because yeah. we, we know that when we began the season, and you made it very clear, you said, I don't care what they do during the regular season because none of it matters. And it was, you know, well, are, are, will they forget about last, next year, or, you know, or last year when they get to, say, you know, after the holidays? Or, right. you know, at what point will that be behind them? You know what I'm saying? And you basically said it won't until they play again, until they, you know, get into the Stanley Cup playoffs and, and win a series and, and advance and try to win a Stanley Cup. It's not. It's It's always going to be – the point of reference. They can't erase that stain un- until they win it all. Do you still feel that way, or has there been enough time to where even that seems like eons ago, and really, you know, 
because you can't remember who was good and because it's been such an odd sort of separation that, you know, if they go out there and don't play well and lay an egg, it's really not a continuation of last year. It's it's just, you know, it's just the the resort, the result of this year and, and the layoff and, and the things that, you know, certain teams might not handle that very well. For me, it feels like – maybe this carries over to the players. It feels like such a break that I don't even remember – not only don't I remember last season anymore, I don't remember this season anymore. <laughs> exactly, that's what I mean. Right. It's so, been so long that it, it, that I don't think – I think we're past them losing four games to Columbus. It was so funny. I was talking to my son the other day, and we were talking about the Lightning coming back, and and somehow we, the Columbus series came up. I legitimately could not remember if it was last year or the year before. I, right. I forgot for a few moments that right. it was actually last, last season technically. Right. And therefore, I do think – that the that it's going to be better for the Lightning this time around. I don't think they're going to have that sort of shadow hanging over their heads about what happened last year against Columbus. I also think Rick again with I don't I'm not sure what's going to happen with the media in terms of I know they're going to do Zoom calls like they've been doing. I don't know. I think that storyline has gone away a little bit, and there's not going to be obviously the amount of media like in their face and, and in the in the locker room and constantly asking questions the way that they would get it under normal circumstances without coronavirus. So I actually think this all could play into the Lightning's hands. This really could benefit them. The, the question also, too, is um, I think with, with the fans taken out of the game, this is just a guess. I'm just That's what I was going to ask you. With fans taken out of the game, Rick, I, I think emotion can carry teams. And I think if you take emotion out of the game, which you do, I think, when you remove... That can actually help crap, other teams, right? I think it helps the most talented. The, the most talented teams will benefit from that. I agree. I agree. I'm glad you said I was thinking exactly the same thing because I think skill, um, when you remove the pressure of you know being on the road, being in a hostile crowd, maybe, maybe even the way the game is officiated, Tom, look, these guys are human too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So Good. if if you know if you're playing uh, in Pittsburgh or Boston and that crowd starts you know screaming for you know uh, a roughing for call calls or, or whatever yeah yeah then all of a sudden there goes the hand up right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you've seen it you felt it. it you can feel it in an arena yes. uh, sure. that 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 you know they'll they'll every time a guy hits the ice somebody must have dragged them down right and they start exactly. screaming and sooner or later they're going to get that hand up in the air and you're going to get a power play out of it. That too may actually benefit a team like the Lightning that's very skilled and won't be maybe the victim of of that. Now, I think the Lightning at Emily Arena had a pretty good home ice advantage, personally. Right. That's a tough place to play. It is a tough place to play, but there are advantages of being the home team that they'll be able to carry over into the into these neutral site games where you get the last change and all that. There you go. Mm-hmm. And I trust John Cooper in those situations. But I do believe when you when you try to make things as equal as possible, which is what right. we're doing with playing in neutral sites, yes. no crowd, when no, things travel. Are as, no travel, when things are as neutral as possible, yes. then it really comes down to who's the best team, who's the most talent, skilled team. Talent and will. Will right. still plays a part of it, but And attrition, sure. because let's face it, like during the yeah, playoffs, injuries, mm-hmm. injuries take, end up uh, playing a factor. But if I'm the Lightning, I don't mind this scenario. I, I don't mind uh, playing in a, in a neutral site, basically, against anybody now there are obviously there are teams that i think would give them trouble in a series boston's still really good the capitals are still really good i think those are the two teams in the east that if they had to play one of those two teams i'm not sure 
I'd pick them to win that series. But other than that, I like them better than I do Toronto. I like Toronto better better than Toronto. I like them better than the Flyers or the Penguins. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody else that might get in there, the Panthers. I think the Lightning. And I, I'm not saying Lightning couldn't beat the Bruins or the or the Capitals. I think the Capitals are the team to beat in, in the East still. Um, but with that goaltending with Andre Vasilevsky, let's see if Steven Stamkos is going to play. I like the idea that Victor Hedman will be back and healthy, uh, which he wasn't last year during that series against Columbus. So with all those things going on, I th- I think yeah, I think they could definitely win a cup. And let's assume everybody's healthy for those other teams too, um, and that's going to be obviously you know a, a factor as well. Um, I yeah, I just I don't know. I go back and forth with with this hockey team, and I don't know. Do you go for it in these three games? You know, when you have this round robin to try to get the highest seed possible, do you play? your stars uh, a, a good amount of minutes to try to, to take advantage of your seating and, and, and set yourself up better for a first round. And, and my thinking is going back to the Columbus thing. Um, you can't win the cup unless you win the first series, right? Right. So do matchups matter in that you don't want to play Pittsburgh in the first round? That would be a really tough challenge. Anytime you get them and God knows you need to build some momentum, especially with the layoff. Would it would would you go a little harder during these three games to try to draw someone like Toronto or you know a lesser team? Yeah, I, d- I don't know that I would go all out just based on who my opponent might be. Now, there, obviously, you get into situations where you don't want to have to beat two really good teams to get to the finals. Yeah, I mean they're all good. Don't get me wrong, but right sometimes you, depending on your seating, you don't want to have to go through like the first and the second seeds as opposed right. to. The, the first and the fourth seed or whatever. Um, but I would go all out, Rick, just to, to get some playoff intensity going, just to, to get to yeah. the point where you're you're ready for the playoffs to start. That's going to be the weird thing, Rick, because we've seen – we've never seen this before. We've seen teams, and I know the Lightning sort of cruised into the playoffs last year. That might be another good thing that, that, um, that this year will be different than last season in that – remember last year they were so far ahead – and, yeah. you know, with the year where, they, where they, you're winning 62 games where you just sort of cruise into the playoffs and yeah. you, you weren't really playing for anything for the last three months of the season. You knew you were going to make it. Now that's sort of been taken away. Now everybody's starting from scratch again, and maybe that helps too. But I think I go a lot just to get in sort of the playoff vibe, if mm-hmm. you will. But these play, it'll be interesting to see, Rick, because – as I mentioned before with the just a few moments ago with the attrition to the playoffs, it's just a grueling tournament. I've covered two Stanley Cup final runs, the one in 2004 where they won it and the one in 2015 where they lost in game six to the, to the Blackhawks. Black and I'm telling you, Rick, it's grueling. It's a grueling pace, and I don't even play. But You're I was talking on, about just for the writers, just, just the, the, the amount of beer you have to drink exactly, after the game. You, you realize how many <laughs> calamari appetizers I ate <laughs> during those two playoff runs. Are you kidding me? You don't realize how, how many times. Deep it, dish pizza. Gino's again. Yeah. How, many, how many times I've been hungover on a plane <laughs> going from Toronto to. No, but seriously, my point being is that, that it's, it's even for. Writers who aren't playing games, it's a yeah. grueling two months. Yes. And for the players, and, uh, the, and I'm, the grueling part, Rick, for for a lot of us is is the travel. Yes. And the players are traveling. They're on charters and all that. It's still hard. Right. Remove that travel now. Where you're, right. And 
I think it's going to make for it's going to make for an interest an interesting and I think better hockey mm-hmm. um, in this tournament. Well, players could potentially be a little bit fresher. They're still going to get injured. They're still going to have sure. the bumps and bruises. But you're right; they're not getting on airplanes and high altitudes and and having to go back and forth and in time zones as well. Sometimes can can catch up to you. Uh, and, when you and, cover and the lightning, just odd it was schedules Edmonton too. to Tampa and odd schedules, right? You know all of that. You know going to bed at going to bed like they would play a a playoff game, say in I remember back in 2015, you play a playoff game in Montreal and then you fly home mm-hmm. either the next day or to get, or the night of the game. Yeah, and you're going to bed at three in the morning. That's not going to happen with this bubble. You're going to play a game and the game's going to be over at ten o'clock or ten thirty. You could be back in your hotel room by eleven thirty. You know. It's the hardest sport. I think it's the hardest trophy to win because of that. I think you know you're you're playing for a couple of months it seems, and and, um, and you know you got to win sixteen, right? I think it is to uh, mm-hmm. uh, to win it all. But um, let me ask you this because this is a little inside inside pool. You've covered two Stanley Cup uh, championship teams or teams that went to the finals, right? And 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 had some travel involved with that. Um, but but you had to you know you I don't know how long you were in one city before you went back home and and, and went back out again. Can you remember what the longest stretch you were in covering anything, like what it was in your career where, you know, you, you felt like you had to go to a laundromat or send your send your clothes out to clean or just – In any sport? Didn't, like covering didn't, anything? Yeah, just, just covering anything where you oh, were just yeah. on the road. Like, like, like I may never get home and, and I didn't pack enough something, right? <laughs> the Have longest, you ever been in that situation? Yeah, the longest I've ever been away from home covering something was – I covered the Olympics – uh, in Salt Lake City. Okay. And so I left. I was in Minnesota at the time. I was working for the Star Tribune in Minneapolis. Right. And I was gone like, I want to say 18, 17 days. 18 Ooh, that's days a long, that's like a that. long time. Yeah. It is a long time. Uh, another time we went to Austria for the lightning training camp. So I was gone about 11 days. That seemed okay. long. But no, the, the Olympics were, yeah, 16. Say now, did you know days. going in, though, you would yes. be gone that long? You did. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I had a, I had a, the, the day that I left, I had a return. Fl- I had a ticket to return home, and I knew exactly when that date was. I think Rick, that's a little bit easier because you know, you know ahead yeah. of time, and you're in one place. Yeah, you're in one place. I think I did laundry only once while I was. Yeah. You know, I took enough clothes for a week, and basically it was a two week trip. Um, right. How about you? Like uh, for well, football, I, I mean, you never. You went to college nah, baseball World Series once, right? Yeah. Well, that was. I was going to say, like uh, back in the day, um, you know, when we cared about such stuff and there was plenty of money. Um, you know, Florida, Florida State, and Miami were really good baseball programs. Some of them still are, obviously. Um, and and so. Uh, and we didn't have a baseball team back then. No, we uh, had no baseball. No, no major league team, and invariably one or two of those teams, usually two or sometimes three of those teams would make it to the college world series in Omaha. And everybody, you know, when I started working there, they knew I, I, you know, was a baseball guy, played college baseball, whatever. I was still working, I think at the time in the Pasco bureau or something like that, covering as a sports editor. Um, but I would get around, you know, college baseball and the world series and they go, you know what, we will, let's go cover that. Okay. And the first time I went to Omaha, the way they used to do the tournament was, uh, because it was it's the biggest event in Omaha every year. They'd send the AAA Omaha Royals away for like a month, right? And what they would do is uh, they had really no makeup plan for rainouts. And it's in the summertime, and yes, it does rain. And the first time, first night I'm there, a tornado siren went off, and I didn't know what the hell I was supposed to do because <laughs> I'm in a hotel. I don't I have any idea what this thing is, to, let alone where I'm supposed to go. So it was, you know, I'm 
by today's standards, like Helen Hunt and you know Bill Paxton are running around Cal, uh, and I'm I'm half heartedly you know trying to look down the hall to see if people are going someplace that I should follow them, but uh, be that as it may, that it did rain, and so what they back in the day it was a double elimination tournament. Okay, right. so you had a losers bracket and a winners bracket. You had to lose twice to get out. Uh, but you could come back and and play a million games to get back to the to the championship, even if you lost early. Um, so they would have two games on one day of the quote unquote winners bracket, and then on the off day, the next day there would be maybe one game or two of the losers bracket. Okay, and then they'd keep going back and forth like that, and you get kind of a day off if you won. You'd have a day off in between, then you come back, and this was how you know. Mike Martin for all these years could get by on one pitcher throwing 150 pitches one day and then coming back and throwing 85 two days later. Um, and he did, uh, Richie Lewis, wherever he is in, in his arm in a, in a, in a, um, which is, you know, two, yeah, two feet longer than the other arm. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's in like a violin case somewhere, I think. But, um, so, uh, I, I'm all hyped up to do this world series. I'm thinking this is great. You know, this is baseball. I'm at, I'm at Rosenblatt stadium. It's like, yeah, you know, great place, yeah. all this great place and, and the, the it's, it's packed and gosh, you can get a steak anywhere in this town. And, and, um, I'm watching baseball. But you're coming a lot of games, so you're covering two games, and then it's like, but then you get the rain out, and you're thinking, okay, so tomorrow I'll probably start. They'll probably start around twelve noon, maybe go, you know, do the losers first, get and then come in, back yeah. and make up the winners' games, and then, no, 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 we've just moved everything up a day. I was like, excuse me, what? Wait, what? Yeah, you know that game that got rained out last night. We're gonna pick that one up in the seventh thing, and we'll play the next game after that, and then the losers bracket that was supposed to be played today that'll be on Friday. So you just moved everything a day, yeah. We moved it a day. So then you get another rainout. It'd be like, yeah, we moved the losers bracket game a day further ahead. This thing was a ruse. It went on because they didn't have the the, the locked in you know TV final on a specific day. It went on. For, I was in Omaha for fourteen days. I kid you not, covering the College World Series once. Yeah, yeah. It was incredible. I I, I literally. I mean, I knew everything about Omaha. Did you know Creighton is in Omaha, by the way? Did not. Yeah, it is. I'm pretty sure. If I'm wrong <laughs> do, about that, folks, write me. You do but. every. You do everything about oh, – it's funny. When I went to Salt Lake City for the Olympics – now it's the Olympics, so it was yeah. different. But downtown Salt Lake where we were staying, where a lot of the writers were staying, and I got we got like this – it was almost like an extended Stay America type place that we stayed mm-hmm. in. And – um and they, you could you could eat there, and I did eat some of the meals there. But the only really like great place to eat in this area where we were was I at PF Chang's. I ate at PF Chang's like ten <laughs> nights because the rest of the time you're at a rink and you're eating right, bad bad right. concession food. Same thing, or did you go? Did you do the menu? Uh, pretty much the same thing every yeah. night. Yeah, like Kung sweet Pao and sour chicken pork or, yeah. or chicken kung pao chicken yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and it was every and we and it got to the, it's bad when you walk in and they're like, "Hey, Tom, how you doing?" They know your yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. At a Salt Lake City, but Salt Lake City was great. I, I enjoyed those. That was that was one of the more fun things I ever covered. Was the were those Olympics? Well, I'm glad you got to do one because I never did. You know, I don't get to put that in my my farewell column whenever that is. <laughs> I did so. <laughs> Did you do a farewell column, by the way? I did, but I didn't write it. It wasn't a traditional farewell column. It was, um, I did make fun of myself in it where I said I might have been wrong about a couple of things, like giving Josh Freeman 
hundred million dollars. hundred million dollars. But I also said, yeah. I think I was right. Now this is, this is a while ago. I said, I think I was right about Colin Kaepernick. And I think I've turned out to be right about that. Oh, wow. A lot of people wouldn't agree with that now, but, uh, mostly it was a look forward. Like, here's what I hope happens. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. For Tampa now, I did happen to predict. I said, I, there will be a one in a hundred million, one in a, Hundred year pandemic in a couple of years, so you're gonna have to live through wow. that. Wow, I know it's crazy how right on the money I was with that. I never could you imagine like who could you have and pred- Bill Gates? I think who could have possibly predicted this is crazy, and that's the thing, Rick. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. John Ramada wrote about this the other day. Uh, in the Tampa Bay Times, and we could have three championship teams in Tampa Bay. Can you imagine well, if all those seasons get wiped out? Yeah, and then it, it plays right into the you know we can't have nice things that I <laughs> that I say all the time. I mean, I'm sitting here with Tom Brady. You know, I walked into the, the Advent Healthcare Center, one buck, whatever you want to call it, and of course, for 30 years I've been over there in some form or fashion um, on the first day of training camp. And naturally, you know, the GOAT is on this football team. And Think of all the quarterbacks that have, that have walked through those doors. And you're looking at and, – and we're all trying to convince ourselves, oh, they can win with this guy. Well, yeah. I was a big fan of Josh McCown and Josh Mike McCown, Lennon. Yeah. And, Brian you know, Greasy. Brian Greasy Chris and Chris Sims. Sims. Those were good times, you know. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Jeff Garcia. Yeah. Brad yeah, Johnson I mean, actually won a Super Bowl. Well, Sean Brad, King. I mean, Sean King, yeah, Brad got it done. Uh, all Casey good guys, Walden, all Trent nice Delfer. guys. Yeah, Trent Delfer, Casey Weldon. Jack Thompson, you want to, you don't go back I wasn't far, there for that. I know, I mean, but I'm just know. saying, think of all the quarterbacks, like Terry Hanrady, yeah. all the yeah. guys that come rolling through there, and now right. the one year you get Tom right. Brady. Won't even be in the room with him. And you might not, but then he may not even play. We may not have a season. That is the most Tampa Bay thing ever. It, it really is. Um, and again, you know, we can't have nice things. But you're right. Romano is right. And, and I, I appreciated the package. I'll ask you this question. If you had to say, and, and I said to you, Tom, one of these teams, just one, actually went the distance and brought home a world championship. They completed all three seasons. Okay. However, that manifests itself. Maybe they play 14 games in the NFL, what have you. 60 games in, in uh, baseball, but they take that to a World Series. NHL plays their their uh, scheduled right. Stanley Cup final. Only one of the three teams celebrates a world championship. Which one is it? I think it's the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think Really? The, yeah, I think compared to the rest of the league, they're the most talented compared to the rest of the league. I really like the Rays, but I think the Yankees are better. I also mm-hmm. think the Dodgers are better. Mm-hmm. I think the competition's too much. I do believe the Rays can win it all, and if they get the pitching and Blake Snell and Charlie Morton and yeah, um, and Tyler Glasnow stays healthy and they get in a playoff series, that they can beat anybody. Yeah, but I, I don't know that I'd consider. Them oh, why won't f- they? <laughs> well, here, here I have a question. Well, okay, I'll get we'll get to it another time because I no I, throw it I'm, out there. I'll answer anything. 
my and and me and I'm not criticizing. I'm just asking. Okay? Oh, that's fine. I'm just asking. Why are why can't Blake Snell and Tyler Glasnow go deep any right at the, right at the start of the season? Why aren't they not ready to go deep in the games yet? Why were they on pitch counts like forty? Are you, is this a serious question? Yes. Well, because they shut it down because they had a spring training, then they were off for about two months, and they weren't like throwing. Kyle Hendricks went like through a complete game for the. Kyle Hendricks doesn't break a pane of glass. I mean, I mean, he's not actually he's not exactly a maximum. And by the way, by the way, that might have been the dumbest thing that that Ross ever does in his first uh, managerial. (laughs) Had the the guy go a complete game is is getting talked into because he went out there not as his manager but as his catcher. And got talked into letting him throw not ninety but a hundred and something pitches, Probably not so he could idea. finish with a complete game shutout. We don't know if Hendrickson's going to be able to throw more than another two outings for that matter. And I'm I mean, not question. Look, I'm not questioning Blake Snell. Right now. I'm sure they're doing the right thing. And, they're, and well, they're Blake not. didn't have a good appearance, but look, I mean, you you do have to build up to a certain point, don't you? I mean, in terms of like, do you want a guy to go out there and do what Hendrickson did and throw a hundred pitches? I don't think so. He's not going to be. They're not that efficient yet. Um, so somewhere, I mean, they, their expectation was that they'd be around. They would start this this second uh, season, if you will, the sixty mm-hmm. game stretch. They would start by hoping that most starters could go five innings and or seventy five pitches, right? And then they would build up from there. Well, you know, if you're starting at seventy five, um, potentially, it, it's you know, if you're efficient. I mean, you could get you could get five or six. six. And yeah, I mean, so I saw a lot of know. pitchers were getting like six innings, yeah. and maybe Blake Snell will eventually. So in two within weeks, within three starts, yeah, he's up yeah, to within two weeks, maybe, maybe you know, Blake Snell is not going nine nine innings no matter what. I mean, Probably I haven't not. seen him throw a complete game really for that matter. Bleak, complete games are, you know, are rare. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think at the end of the day, he'll build up to it. But I'm not, you know. I'm not that surprised. I, although, you know, if you if I told you if I told you this that Snell and Morton would have the the two worst games of any starters, and they would be four and one, you'd probably tell me what happened. I don't know how they pulled that out, right? Right, right. I'm telling you right now, though, seriously, uh, that this this race team, and I know again, it's you know, it's a sprint, it's not a marathon, but this race team has enough different types of arms and enough depth and enough power in certain spots and i mean if if they play up to their potential and i don't know what you know it i tom i think it's one of the better race teams they've ever had it's one of the better race teams they ever had and i actually think it's unfortunate that they're playing this season where they're adding playoff teams because this is the too. one year you don't need extra teams making it. I, they do were too. Gonna, I think they're going to make it anyway. They were going to make it anyway. I do too. And now you just add more teams to the mix. And in that first run, I like the idea of best of three better than I do the best of one. But yeah. at the same time, if you have one pitcher who just goes out and his lights out one night, now all of a sudden you're down one. You gotta, you're down one game to none, and something crazy can can happen in game two. I the the more teams that make the playoffs, the obviously you you know it's not. You don't have to be a genius, but the more teams that make it, the less your chance is of winning right. the whole thing. Um, now, plus best hockey. of three, like the, yeah. the reward if you win your division is you play them all at your place. Right. But but at best of three means that your aces only go on one of those three games in all likelihood. Right, and it's better. And if it's also we've seen teams in the past where they were able to win a wild card game because they had one super ace. Yeah. Whereas. Like I remember a few years ago when Jake Arrieta. Remember Jake Arrieta? Oh was gosh, like yeah, lights out for Chicago. Yeah. They actually made the wild card that day. they didn't win the division right. that year. I think they played the Pirates, and the Pirates had no chance. 
mm-hmm. against them. Well, if they had to play another game against them, they, Jakey Darietta can't pitch three he games. He can't pitch, right. So it does benefit. Uh, and I think the Rays, again, they can throw out three pitchers, four pitchers if you want to throw. I'd, I'd be totally comfortable with Yarborough yeah. throwing, throwing a one-game situation. Um, so I, I do like the Rays, don't get me wrong. I just think the Lightning would be my pick of all the teams. Tampa, the Bucks. I think they would be third on my list only because, A, I, I don't know what this team's going to look like yet. I mean, we can sit there and say all we want about, oh, Tom Brady and the GOAT. Let's well, that's see all. it. Let's what, see what, it first. What, you, what is it you got to see? I got to see. I gotta, you don't think just, he can do it without Bill Belichick? or? or no, or, I know? do. I do. But they've ne- they haven't played one snap together. And I just well, I would grant you that's a hard thing, and I think people are probably underestimating how hard what he's attempting to do. You know, we saw Peyton Manning do it, beat up, go to one Super Bowl and and lose, and then go to another one and win it when he was really just a passenger for the defense. But he still brought the mentality and the belief and all that. I think Brady would do that. Um, I don't know, Tom. I I'm. You know, I look at the NFC, and I and I I know you know San Francisco was, was the team. I'm not necessarily sold on Garoppolo. Their defense is really very good. Those teams coming out, whether it's Seattle coming out of the West, they'll be really good. Green Bay won 13 last year. I never got the feeling they were going to go deep in the playoffs, and they really didn't. Um, you know, they didn't go Minnesota's to the Super Bowl anyway. Minnesota's not bad. I'm Minnesota's. You know, I mean, there's good teams up and down, but at the end at the end of the day, you're talking about New Orleans and. I don't know that Drew Brees, as great as he is, I don't know if he can take a team back to a Super Bowl. I don't know if he can play 16 games. You know, he got knocked out, um, could only, you know, miss four with a thumb injury and whatnot. Um, was pretty pretty damn good when he came back. But something always seems to happen screwy with New Orleans. They get a bad call here. They miss a kick there. Um, and really, you know, if you beat them, you win the division. I mean, I mean Tom Brady is is here because he's got the best weapons he's probably ever played with as a group, right? right. I mean, he's never had that many receivers or that many tight ends. Um, I don't know. I mean, if not for the fact that he's had no offseason except for the Berkeley prep, you know, um, practices or whatnot. Um, you know, I was talking to Bruce Arians today. And he goes, you know, the hardest thing for Tom is going to be that he's not played and he, he's not, he's not going to be in, in regular season football shape. Nobody will. But for a guy like Brady, who's meticulous in his preparation, who, you know, so much is built on timing and um, other guys knowing exactly where they're going and, and, you know, not being able to have an off season and OTAs, I think that might affect him. That's the only reason um, I would I would agree with you. I, I, I think the Rays have a really good shot at it if they play all those games. The Lightning, I mean, the only thing I've, I've kind of – kind of soured on them. I'm kind of like the show me guy right now. You yeah, know, like I can see that. Like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like we just got we just documented it's the hardest trophy to win. Let's not forget that. You know, in the NFL, Tom, if you win your division and you get a first round bye and you've got any home field advantage, you only got to win one game and you're playing to go to the Super Bowl. Right. Like right. you win one playoff game at home and you're playing to go to the Super Bowl. No, you're right. right. And when I mentioned the, that the Rays still would have to go through at some point, either like the Yankees or the Astros or the Dodgers, yeah. the Lightning still has to go through either Boston or Washington. Sure. Uh, so there, there are teams out there that are Pittsburgh. That are, yeah. Yeah. I mean, all, a lot. Toronto's uh, still a good yeah. team. So there are teams out there that um, that I don't know that I would consider the Lightning a favorite. I just think to they're the be- they're the most talented of the three teams, and I think they have. I think they have the best chance. 
But I'm not. I wouldn't dismiss any of them. Yeah. Um, what if all three won? <laughs> what's the closest? And I'm sure people out there listening. And, and oh, Boston. I mean, Boston held every trophy, didn't they? For a while, didn't didn't the Bruins, the Patriots, and the Red Sox? Yeah, all they have, they uh, didn't have the Celtics, but they had three of them. Yes, yeah. there's three. Okay, that's it. Right. Okay. Yeah, I remember I growing up in Pittsburgh. There were a couple times where the Steelers. One time, actually, when the sure. Steelers and the, and the um, Pirates both were champions at the same time. Yeah. But three. That's three. Can you imagine? Especially in Tampa Bay. Can you imagine? No, actually, I can't, <laughs> and it will never happen. Well, we let, me ask, have, let me ask you nice this, things. Rick. Uh, the, you've been covering sports for the last five months. No, like the last five months, like you've never covered them before. It's right, yes. Zoom calls and yeah, it's been basically not, yeah. leaving your, not leaving your house, not leaving right. the palatial estates, the Stroud the And why would you want to? Sure. Compound up there. And, uh, Which has been Other, other than when way. you're out taking pictures. but That's true. Well, yeah. Sneaking through. That was pre-coronavirus, right? You what? Were, no, no, I guess that huh? was not. No, no, I we weren't sneaking through anything. I was at the end of a public street. You were you interrupting, erroneous, you were bothering, erroneous. <laughs> and first of all, I didn't take the pictures. I merely directed the photographer to the location where he could take. I'm them. making fun. It was they didn't even I know, know you guys were there. I'm sensitive. It's just no. Ridiculous. It's sensitive for doing your job for breaking the yes, story. For I'm breaking not the story that, uh, It was great watching them practice. It really was. Exactly. Like that was the one I've seen a million practices, Tom. I'm telling you, I enjoyed those two hours more than any I've ever. Is for as far away as I was, I, it was still very enjoyable. But training camp now starts next week. Somewhat normal training camp for the players, Allegedly. right? Mm-hmm. So, what about you guys? You guys can go, right? Well, we uh, we don't know. <laughs> At some point, we'll go. Um, they have like uh, 16 days, I think, 14, 16 days of just what they call uh, strength and conditioning. So they're not really technically doing like much football stuff um, because they want them to you know find out where they're at after missing an entire offseason, be where they're at physically. Then they'll they'll go into helmets and and do uh, four or five days of that before they put on pads. And I think they're only in pads like eight to ten days, and then the season starts. Um, so it's it's really you know sort of quick. No preseason games. From what I understand, you know they're they're doing this in tiers um, that includes the organization itself, um, a lot of support people, and and you're going to be placed in a certain tier. For the media, there's a tier, a tier two something that um, there'll be a maximum of I think ten writers uh, or or media out there. And uh, my understanding is if ESPN and NFL Network are there, they get up to four spots where you can bet with Tom Brady here that there will be, you know, somebody uh, coming down from the worldwide leader and somewhere else every day. So that that leaves about six. And then if you figure maybe a TV station or two to do some pool feeds with video and then um, the AP, the Athletic, uh, the Tampa Bay Times, you're pretty much there. And for those people, um, we'll have to get tested uh, for COVID two days before we're uh, designated to go to practice. And I, have and you been tested yet? I have not been yet, although I understand um, that we might have dodged a little bit of a bullet. Uh, other than the the deep swab that goes through the back of your brain, I believe, yep. um, they have a uh, more of a shallow swab, um, and you get your test results back in two days, and, and you can go out there. But we, we're not going to be in the building. Um, they've moved. We're not in the media room. We can't do that. They built us. They have a, they have a, a, a trailer accessible to those who have been tested only. And so if you've been tested and you watch practice, you can go into that trailer. If you're of this other group, which is like 3M, tier 3M or whatever, it also includes a lot of Buccaneer support people, 
then you might be able to watch practice, but you have to leave the facility immediately. And which is going to be problematic because, you know, as soon as practice is over, Bruce Arians is going to do a Zoom call of some kind or maybe talk to the people who have been tested on the field from a safe distance with separation. We don't know yet. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, different. <laughs> um, I, I, my understanding is I may never be in the same room where it happened, you know, as Hamilton would say, yeah. um, with Tom Brady or any other player for that matter this year. And uh, we'll just have to see where this pandemic goes. I mean, we still are waiting for the Bucks to tell their season ticket pass holders if they can get their money back or if they leave it in, what happens and how can they get tickets? Will there be fans? How many will there be? Um, these are all questions we don't have answers to, but it's it's going to be the most unique, and it has been to this point, one of the most unique you know, off-seasons that I've ever had to endure. And, you know, but you, um, you know, I've managed to write some really good stories. We've had, you know, good stories to write, good interviews, access, uh, you know, you work, you do things on the phone a lot. And, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, you, you just find a way. But um, we do look forward to, you know, when things might get back to normal. But isn't it just the buck luck, right, or the Tampa <laughs> Bay luck that – can you imagine, Tom, how long it's been, right? I was trying to think this the other day. Uh, 2008 maybe was the last time that they won a division. Division tie- No, they didn't win in 2008. 2007 they won. 2008 they were 9-3 and three and lost, and Gruden got fired. Um, but, but there were some, you know, even at, at the 9-3 and three start, there were some pretty big crowds, raucous crowds, some, some Monday night games, things like that. This by far, I mean, sold out. I mean, the secondary market would be nutso, right? Mm. Um, mostly all Bucks fans. Can you, I mean, what what this pandemic, and, and I'm not trying to minimize, you know, the the real suffering that's out there. Um, no, no, but, but this is a but sports from podcast. A sports, yeah. yeah, from a sports standpoint for the fans that have not had a sniff of 12 years of no playoffs and all that, how that, how that fan base would have been rewarded at least this year by being able to, if nothing else, scream their lungs out, right, and know that the big games are in town, and that's that's what's great for the fans. That's what's great about the playoffs. It's really for the fans, and and I do feel for them, you know, from the standpoint sure. that you know you've got everything right in front of you, and you really can't, you know, you can't take advantage of it. No, and the thing that starts to scare you is like, okay, if this season turns out the way that we think it's going to, where. Maybe it's canceled it's or canceled or there's postponed no fans or, or yeah. yeah, it's a different. Now all of a sudden next year is maybe it's the same thing. We don't know. And it's not like Tom Brady is 27. He doesn't need to play. No, he doesn't need, <laughs> and he doesn't need to play. His legacy is secure if he never right. plays but again. But even if he does play, he's not going to, maybe, I don't know, Tom Brady, he's a freak, so he might play forever. But you feel like you got two years of Tom Brady. You got two years. Yeah. And, and now you we're hope. not even sure what those two years look like. <laughs> you hope there you will have two be years. those two. Yeah. yeah, we're not even sure what those two years might look like. So right now, it's it's a it's a frustrating thing. But hey, we we do have baseball as we do this podcast tonight. We've got hockey ramping up, and oh yeah, um, the Buccaneers have uh, reported to training camp, and uh, they'll be doing stuff as well. And you can read all of that on TampaBay.com. But what do you got going on at Pointer.org? I understand that the Democratic or the, pres- the presumptive Democratic nominee is close to uh, picking a running mate. Is probably, that correct? Yeah, probably in uh, first week of August, I think Biden said uh, yeah. he would he would do it. And I'm guessing it's going to be uh, Kamala Harris. That's a mm-hmm. guess. But Susan Rice, anybody like Susan that? Rice? Yeah, her name's come up a little bit. Yeah. 
So it's it's definitely a possibility. You know what I wrote about just the other day? It's really interesting, though, is that you know, as much as we uh, people are talking about the media has no credibility these days or uh, people aren't interested in news, they actually really are. If you look at the TV numbers, mm-hmm. ABC World News Tonight, I just wrote about this. Is the, David Muir? Yeah, David Muir. The most watched show on television. Like really? all of television. Not, like, not just... News. Let, let me TV. play devil's advocate because I, I don't know much about TV, and, and I think TV news is a good time, obviously, for them. Um, how about the fact that more people are at home and can't go anywhere and are watching more network television? I think that's a big part they, of it. Yeah, no, I think mm-hmm. that's absolutely a big part of it. But I mean, we're still talking typically on a night, uh, eight, nine, ten million mm-hmm. people watching the evening. Wow. That's just watching one. That's just watching ABC. Yeah, uh, NBC and, That's a and lot of CBS yeah. are not far behind. So you probably on any given night, you're probably talking about somewhere in a range of 20 million people watching okay. evening news, which is a. But you're right. I mean, a lot of it has to do with people are at home. Yeah. Um, but the but no, sorry. But it's it's playing out everywhere. The Sunday morning shows are uh, setting records. Uh, Fox News is having the best ratings in its history. CNN's. And that's because, uh, I mean, people want information too, right? I mean, they want to sure. know about this pandemic. Um, there's, It's an election year, obviously. It's a very uh, divided nation. Um, there's all kinds of, of uh, social injustice, protests and things going on. So you couldn't have more, um, you know, news <laughs> to, to cover and, exactly. and, and to follow if you're if you're somebody that wants to know what's going on in your world. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I I kind of get that, but that is that that is you know cable news for a while kind of went there for, but to see to see network news come back because I mean years ago, right? If you lost Concrete, you you had no you had no chance. But there were three networks and they all battled for supremacy on the evening news, and so um, it's interesting. I, I think, boy, I'll tell you, it's going to be uh, you got to you got to follow what's going on with. Uh, with the media and, and, and go to pointer.org because the newsletter has some really good items in it Thanks, every day. I appreciate and, and it. It's been, it's been fun to read and, um, and I got sports in there too. So <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. And, and so make sure you check that out. Tom Jones, always fun to uh, hook up with you. My former radio partner, longtime time Tampa Bay times now on pointer.org. And uh, thanks for the last two shows, man. It's been fun. Always. Thanks fellas. My thanks to Tom Jones. Just remember, on tomorrow's podcast, we're going to have John Franklin of the Buccaneers. He's a guy that played quarterback at Florida State, East Mississippi Community College, Auburn, and Florida Atlantic, the star of Last Chance U on Netflix. He joins me on tomorrow's podcast to talk about overcoming odds in life and in football. So be on hand for that. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 